Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! trade deadline is coming up quick the bulls got another big victory after whatever that game was against the lakers not a lot of defense in that game they looked better against the trailblazers and we're going to tell you about a really exciting young player who i might have been a little wrong about when they drafted him this year uh welcome into today's episode of believe in bulls here on the believe network presented by betonline.ag i'm your host nick schultz alongside my partner former bulls bench prop member and tennessee vol cj watson cj Couple games under 500 here, an opportunity to get to about one game under after this week. It's an interesting spot for this team. Yeah, definitely interesting. Uh, I'm just all for them getting back to 500, and like I said, hopefully, hopefully they'll hopefully get there. That's been the goal all year. It's been 500. They get close, and then they lose a couple. But if they can get over that hump, you got an opportunity with the schedule this week. Some of these young guys are going to be key to getting there. We're going to dive into that full speed after I tell you about our great sponsor, betonline.ag. It is playoff time. The road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Kansas City. Baltimore, or Baltimore. BetOnline is your number one source for playoff football, odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props, Baltimore lost to, to Kansas City. That's why Kansas City scored the game. San Francisco's there as well. That's going to be a really, really fun game. My sister's going to be there working the game, and I'm insanely jealous. If she gets to go to fabulous Las Vegas, a place CJ knows well. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online is where the game starts. It's going to be fun for you out in Vegas with the Super Bowl going on and everything, huh? Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of action, a lot of friends coming in town. So definitely just going to be great for the city, actually. You going to be able to make it to any of the festivities or anything? Or uh, I'm going to try to make it to, to some of the festivities, just not the game, though. Gotcha. That's hot. Oh, <laughs> if anyone's going to that game, that's a lot of money. I yeah, saw the prices I don't for have tickets, that kind of man. money. Yeah. Oh, man. who? I don't know who does. <laughs> yeah, me neither. A lot of credit being used. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, also here, before we get rolling with the show, uh, buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. It's our official shirt of the program. You can support the show and all of the shows on the network at the Believe Shop. But to buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, campaign style shirt, shop.believe.com. Links in my social media bios. As football talk heats up with Super Bowl coming up, we still got the NBA is in full swing. Rivals week was interesting because you didn't get to see Jokic versus Embiid. We might sneak that conversation in at the end of the show. I didn't plan on that, but I just thought about it. Uh, We're going to talk about the Bulls beating the Trailblazers, though. It's four straight wins over the Blazers. They haven't done that since Jordan was there. Bulls 104, Blazers 96. That was a really good bounce back win from that Laker game because the Lakers shot 60-some percent. The Bulls shot 50-some percent in that game. 141 to 132 in regulation. If that's yeah. not 2024 NBA, I don't know what is. But <laughs> initial impressions of just that that bounce-back win and keeping that team under 100 points. Uh, just, just getting another win. I feel like, you know, it's all, I always talk about how hard it is to win games in the NBA and not taking games for granted. And that's what they did. Win the games you're supposed to win, and they were supposed to win that game even on the road. 
so I, I, I love the production from everybody, from the bench, from the starters. So it's definitely good just to get a win. It was closer than it should have been. I actually kind of made it an afterthought because it was late and I decided to go to bed and I checked Twitter yeah. and I saw, oh, hey, it's a four point game. I'm like, they were up by 13. So they did yeah. that thing where they let a young team get back into it on the road. And I, I like the fact that they stayed the course and managed to get that big victory. I, I say again, though, please don't make this too much of a habit and keep this roster together because yeah. you got a big day coming up next week with the trade deadline. But all in all here, I, I love these young guys and yeah. how they've handled it. And they could have easily folded when Portland right. made that surge. And it it showed a lot that they didn't. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, hopefully they're learning from this experience. Uh, I think throughout the season, the Bulls have had big leads and they've blown a lot of them. So hopefully they'll be able to learn from this situation, especially the young guys getting this experience to be able to go on the road, uh, get a road victory. And it's, it's so hard to, to win on the road these days and, and just in general. So definitely hope this is a learning experience for them. Now it's a different Blazers team than we're used to. No Dame. It's a lot younger. I do love Scoot Henderson's game. I have since the draft. Uh, someone's game who I've grown on since the draft. And I, I think I've got to eat some crow here because of my takes on draft night. Julian Phillips looks good. One of your Tennessee yeah. guys. I mean, he fit in really well against Portland. He had 11 points, and they weren't like garbage time. There was no garbage time. Those right. were some big-time shots he hit. He's been tearing it up in the G League. He is an exciting young guy, and I really hope he gets some more minutes. Yeah, I mean, what can you say about, you know, Tennessee volunteers? We all we come through school, and uh, we come experience uh, to the NBA and to that next level. I think preparing uh, – being a Tennessee prepares guys for, for the next level, and I think that's what he wants. And definitely he's earning his minutes, and I think that's what you want as a young player to continue to get better throughout the season, uh, get better each and every month, each and every game, and he's earning his minutes right now. And There's no other reason you know, not to throw him in the fire and see what he has. Now, on draft night, I was not excited about this. We talked about it. I kind of brushed <laughs> it off because they the Bulls didn't have a pick, and they traded into the draft, and they took Julian Phillips. Now, I watched a lot of Tennessee basketball last year. Tennessee basketball is a lot of defense and the offense was kind of up and down. And that's why I'm like, okay, you need scoring. Maybe right. he can be that glue guy you need. I wasn't really, I thought Adama Sonogo, the two-way player was going to actually be more impactful than this. Julian Phillips is tearing up the G league. They keep, they send him down to get some reps just because he hasn't worked in the rotation yet. It's been kind of right. figuring out the rotation with Zach's injury has been interesting. He gets right. to the big roster. He's made some big plays and the fact that he's fitting in as well as he is, we talk about these young guys needing to step up, especially if they tear, I don't want to say tear down, but you get rid of your two stars at the deadline. Maybe he's one of those guys that when you look toward the future, you can say that guy's someone we can count on. Yeah. I think it's a, just a goes by to show you how good the, the G league is and how valuable the G league is. Cause if we didn't have the G league, you know, he'd probably be sitting on the end of the bench, uh, you know, pretty pissed off, mad, not really being able to get any practice time or getting any wrong, but you sit him down to the G league. He still gets to work on his game. So he gets to perfect his game. And uh, then, you know, obviously injuries happen all the time. So he gets the opportunity to come out and, and show what he's been working on. And he's showing that right now. He's getting good minutes and being productive. Well, and as someone who not only went to Tennessee, but came up through the G League mm -hmm. ranks, like it's, there's a grind yeah. to it, but yeah, yeah. it pays off. Yeah, definitely. It definitely does pay off. Like I said, this is his moment right now. And uh, he's cashing in on it. And like I said, hopefully Zach comes back and maybe they'll still continue to give him some burn and give him some uh, minutes out there. But even if not, you know, just got to make the most of your opportunity. Well, we'll see if Zach comes back before the deadline. I think people <laughs> have been putting their tinfoil hats on and wondering if that's going to happen. But right. that's when we've seen Julian Phillips the most has been when Zach came out. And, you know, the first time 
he got some run and Billy said he saw some good things and maybe he he's probably going to stay in the rotation as long as Zach's out. Zach's come, Zach comes back. Phillips goes down to the G league with Windy city. I mean, he's filling the stat sheet. Like he, yeah. he's still obviously young players. going to have room to grow. It doesn't, he's not like IO was when IO came in from Illinois, the second round pick, he came in and he fit in really well. He was scoring right away. He was aggressive and he found himself in a starting role right away. Julian Phillips isn't quite the IO level in terms of instant impact, but right. he can give you minutes off the bench and he can be productive in those minutes. And that's what I look for in second round. Yeah. Play. Yeah, definitely for sure. And I think, you know, throughout the this tailwind of a season, there's always going to be ups and downs. And like you said, just always a grind to the NBA season. And a guy like Julian Phillips can come off the bench and give you a spark here and there maybe relieve some of your starters or some of your bench players, you know, in, in certain games or certain instances, that's what you want. And uh, just, you just want him to continue to grow and be productive over the course of the season. I'll tell you what, man, I called that putt way too early on draft night. I did not know how that was going to go. I mean, you remember, I, I, I thought he was going to be. Yeah, I did. I, I just let you know, you know, eat your words. So it's good that you said it, not me. <laughs> hey, hey I'll, I'll admit it. But if, if I, I'll be happy to be wrong in this case. If this guy's going to come right. in and make an impact, I will gladly. Be wrong yeah. about this because I mean, like we we talked a lot of Tennessee basketball off air last year because obviously yeah, yeah. your connection to it. And I mean, you think of Tennessee basketball last year. I mean, I thought you think of Zakai Ziegler was right. like the big name. He got hurt, and yeah. with Rick Barnes' teams, it's a lot of defense. Right. It's not yeah. the most exciting brand of basketball, True. but yeah, they win. Sure. You can't. Yeah. I can't be mad about it. Like he's one of the best coaches in the country because that defense. Yeah. You can ride the defense the whole way. So when right. you trade up for a guy who went to Tennessee, I'm sitting here going, that's not sexy. Like it's not, yeah. it's not going to jump up, but it works. Yeah. Like I said, I agree with you. Like I said, I just think their, their team and the way he prepares those guys, they're definitely he's preparing them for the next level, especially guys who want to play at the next level. So definitely think uh, he's doing well. And like, we still have a lot to, a lot of, a lot of season left and a lot of more games oh, yeah. for him to show, show us over the course of time, you know, uh, that he's, you know, going to be here to stay hopefully in, in the Bulls uniform. Oh yeah. There's plenty of time left and this could, I'm hoping it's not like a flash in the pan type of situation yeah. i'm hoping it's not a oh he had a couple good games it's early in the year kind of lightning in a bottle type of situation but man he's been really really good it's kind of helping with this youth movement and it's that youth movement is led by kobe white who had 10 assists against portland yeah. he just continues to find ways to get better the shot the shot wasn't there but yeah. he made plays passing he had a big there was a play late he almost had the layup to seal it, but it was yeah. called goaltending. The review took it down because Aiton hit the backboard. It was a weird replay. It was right. a weird sequence. But the yeah. fact that the shot wasn't there and he still had 10 assists, the growth of Kobe White continues to be my favorite story this year. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Bulls have found their point guard of the future for sure. He's definitely, you know, uh, showing why he's uh, why they gave him the contract and why he wants to be in the Bulls uniform. And, I mean, unless they have some superstar point guard coming in, uh, I think he's uh, the point guard of the future and somebody you can kind of build your, your team and franchise around. It adds to the discourse about what happens with Lonzo Ball. I'll say right, yeah, that. It makes, it, it makes it a lot better, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's not. I'm not talking about Lonzo coming back. I'm talking about the idea of trading that contract. If you want to – Right, yeah. It gives you – if you move on because Lonzo wants to security, come back. security, yeah. Right. He's – what? Is he 26 now? He, I think he and I are the same age. I'm 25. So he's about 25, 26. Like, he's yeah. young. I think he can come back. He's going to try to come back. And if he does and he lights it up for another team, if you move on from that contract, guess what? You've got a guy who can 
build those shoes. And a year ago, I wasn't sure if this was going to work. Like, right, I, I think yeah. we were both, we both kind of had our concerns. I mean, you're, right. you're looking through a different lens, having played the position though. So yeah. it's like, maybe the, the concerns were a little bit different. Now he continues to get better. And yeah. that is just a great sign, big picture. And you locked him up too. He gets, he's got a contract. Right. Yeah. I think even for, for Kobe White, I think it's a uh, proven to himself that he could do it. You know, I think right. maybe there's some times throughout the season that he wasn't super confident in himself. Uh, like I said, he's found this role. He's found, Hey, I can really do this. I can play point guard. Cause like I said, I think that's the hardest position on the court and uh, he's doing it. You know, he's scoring, he's passing, uh, playing great defense. So I think throughout the whole process, he's proven to himself and, if, and to others that he can play this position and uh, he's here to stay. And especially when you come out of the draft as a two guard at North yeah. Carolina, <laughs> he was not a point guard. He was right, catch and yeah. shoot, and they they right. tried forcing him into the point guard spot, and it was a I, that whole development process was just it was weird to watch unfold. And then they go get Lonzo. Lonzo gets hurt. Now he's back to trying to play point guard. Right. It's not always a linear path, and that Kobe White yeah. is the proof of that. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just like uh, all the Philadelphia 76ers used to always say, you know, it's a process, and definitely, you know, it's a process as for a player also, just going through the grind, trying to figure out your role and figure out your 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 spot on the team. Yeah, it's been very fun to watch. It's a big reason why this team's in striking distance of 500. They're, I think, two games under as we record this on Monday afternoon. I think two, three games under now. They're three games under because they've got two games coming up against Toronto, which is in teardown mode. You've got Charlotte on the second half of back-to-back. That's just a bad team right now, (laughs) even though (laughs) Brandon Miller putting Walker Kessler on a poster. I heard Alabama fans everywhere just go ballistic. (laughs) that. That That was fun. But yeah. they've got, I mean, they've got a couple young guys, but these these are two, I know you always bring me back down when I say these are two games Ooh. you should win because it's always tough to win in the NBA any given night. Yeah. But on the surface, these two teams look like teams you've got to beat, especially Charlotte. Yeah, definitely for sure. Just win the games you're supposed to win and then win some games you're not supposed to win and that'll put you in, I feel like, prime position to be, you know, in that uh, that win-loss category where you, where you want to be. So definitely hoping they can get these two wins and get closer to 500. And that takes you to one game under 500 if they can pull this off, heading into not only February, but also deadline week. And if if it leads to continuity, I'm going to be really upset. But it's a matter of what the market's going to be, too. It's been a weird, weird trade market. You've seen some trades that kind of like they don't excite you. You don't know. You know, we continue to talk. It doesn't feel like a buyer's market. So when you get a game under 500, if it's not there, maybe you address it in the summertime. This could be one of those situations. Yeah. I still think you need to do what you can to trade DeRozan because I don't want to lose him for nothing in yeah. free agency. But if nothing's there, you don't want to force it if you're playing well. Yeah, you don't want to force it at all. I know you're going to be pissed if they don't make a move. Uh, so I'll probably be pissed be... at something anyway because that's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> right. I know it's definitely something they're, they're, they might be looking forward to, but I think definitely a lot of teams are in the same category as the Bulls. There. They want to make a move but don't want to make a move just to make a move and want to make sure it's the right move. So hopefully, like I said, the Bulls can figure out something. Maybe they stay in Pat and Zach comes back, he stays healthy, and they kind of try to make a run of this thing. I don't know. I just I just feel like, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen, but we'll all just be here watching it. <laughs> it's going to make for a really interesting deadline day. And yeah. I think the other part, and this is something, I saw someone bring this up on X, Twitter, whatever. They brought up the idea of the state of the roster. Now we've talked about the young core. We continue to talk about these young guys that are stepping up. Yeah. The question is, if you opt to trade Zach and Damar, you're entering a retool rebuild. You're kind of on that fringe. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago when Bob Myers said the Bulls need to rebuild. 
tear it right. down. A tear down is not necessarily the best thing to do, I think, just because you've got young guys you want to hold on to. But when you talk about rebuilding, you like to have a centerpiece to build around. Right. Do the Bulls have a centerpiece or do they have like the building blocks in place that you can maybe bring in a big name star or a big name free agent? I don't I don't think they have a centerpiece right now. Uh, like I said, I like Kobe White. I, I think they have certain pieces that fit together. That's why they need to bring in a superstar, maybe one or two, uh, to really mesh with these other uh, young players. So I definitely think they got to bring in some superstar talent to to really be competitive and, and get them back to that, uh, that top tier championship level type team. Because we talk about Kobe White as point guard of the future. And I agree yeah. with you on that. If, if, I, if I'm taking anyone's assessment of the point guard position, it's yours. If I only <laughs> played it on 2K. I, was, right. I mean, I'm a blue guy. I, I do not know how to play the point guard spot. But would he be a centerpiece on a team that's ready to win a championship? I'm not sure at this point in his career. Patrick Williams is yeah. still a question mark. I think right. Vooch, you've got locked in. It's a team-friendly deal. He's not a centerpiece. He's, right. he's a center, but he's not a centerpiece. Like right. it feels like you've got the foundation, you've got pieces in place that can complement a guy right. to bring in. Is that kind of a fair yeah. assessment? Yeah, definitely for sure. I just think they have a lot of great pieces that you can add around a superstar that you want to bring in uh, to make this team a championship level team. Um, like I said, I love all their young pieces. Uh, definitely got some some bright spots, and I definitely know if they can find a superstar to pair well with that. I think that would be you know ideal. Because if you move on from Zach and Demar, this team still feels like a fringe play-in, maybe with the state of the East, maybe fringe play-in playoff team. That feels oh, yeah. like the ceiling right now. And I'm not saying you bring in LeBron James. Like I'm not saying you bring in the best of the best. I'm saying you bring in like I don't have a name just because I haven't looked at the free agent class. You don't know who's going to get extensions, and you don't know what the deadline movement's going to be either. Right. Because that's the other consideration. At the deadline, we talk about making a trade. Well, if you've got to throw another asset in, what are you doing taking out one of these young guys? Because the, what it feels like right now, I'm not sure I have a piece I'm willing to throw in a deal unless the right. return is really, really good. Right, yeah, yeah. You want everything to match up. And you want everything to match up for the for the future also. So you don't want to just give up any any young uh, piece that's going to you know maybe hinder you or maybe having you go about looking for more. So definitely want to find, figure out those those pieces you want to try and keep and then kind of move from there. Because right now, shedding salary would be big, too, to make that happen. And that's why you moving on from Zach's contract, whether it's now in the summertime, that needs to be priority yeah. number one, maybe two if you want to move on from tomorrow. But tomorrow's not an expiring deal. So from yeah. a financial standpoint, if you're worried about the salary cap, you've got to find a way to move yeah. on from Zach's contract. That way you can make that type of move. And maybe you... If you, if you find a way into the lottery, into the draft, maybe you can find a superstar. This draft is not really, to me, there's not a lot of superstar power, at least at the top right. of the draft. You heard me say, I didn't think Julian Phillips was a great pick, and he could be a guy who's contributing in two years. So who right. knows what I think? I watch a lot yeah. of Big Ten basketball. That's my <laughs> thing. I watch more Big Ten than SEC or anywhere else. And it's not really an exciting draft this year. So this is going to be one of those constant, not really moving the goalposts, in yeah. terms of a changing evaluation, but this is going to be over even past the deadline, figuring out who's going to be here long-term, what are they, whether they're signed right now or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what the, that's what the GM and the president have to be doing. Like how can this team get better? You know, it's trade deadline and then, you know, obviously for free agency and then also maybe in the draft. So how can they, you know, shore up those assets and try to figure out a way to, to make this roster better. And then also for the future. Cause I'll say this at the deadline, I don't just want guys who are going to be here 
rentals and be free right, agents yeah. at the end of the year. The only one right. I'd consider, I think, is uh, Joe Harris is on an expiring deal. That was one name that Casey Johnson threw out as a potential name if the Bulls and the Pistons make a deal for Zach Levine, which yeah. there's still talk about trade packages being thrown around. I like Jade Ivey. I want Jade Ivey. They're not going to trade him for some reason. I don't know what that's all about, even though the Pistons won a game. Yeah. Won a game this weekend, hey, so right congr- con- congrats <laughs> to the Pistons, I guess. But they're not wanting to part with these young guys. And again, yeah, you don't want to make a trade to make a trade if they can counter with some draft picks, maybe. But are those going to be good draft picks if this team comes together? It's a game of chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's tough being a GM. Uh, like I said, I don't, I don't really don't want that job, but I definitely think I have an eye for talent. But it's it's tough to really figure out what you want to do, and then hopefully those moves don't hinder you in the future. I think the thing with being a GM is when you've got the, I mean, I look at the Pistons are a prime example. I've rattled off the names on that roster a lot. Cause I think that is one of the most exciting on paper, young teams, Cunningham, yeah. Ivy, Duran, Thompson. Those are really, those are good players. Yeah, They're yeah. not fitting together. So you can have all the talent in the world. I'm not sure if it's on Monty Williams. I don't know what, I don't know what the situation is right. in Detroit right now, but that young talent to me, I want some of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Definitely, if you, I mean, if you're the Bulls, you definitely want some of that because we have some some issues. We got we need to shore up <laughs> that, that some of that young talent could help. So I definitely think when you're looking at evaluating talent, you got to look at trying to complete a roster, and then how does that roster uh, mesh and, and, and pair together? So sometimes you have a lot of talent and they don't mesh well. That's why you see teams who have all this talent who don't play well together. So you got to really figure out which guys work 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 well together and uh, also egos, you know, all that stuff kind of goes together when you're trying to complete a roster and, and create a team. Well, and that's why too, maybe not the deadline. I don't think they're going to make a big swing at the deadline. Yeah. They're not in, I don't think they're in a position to salary cap wise and roster wise, not sure they're in a position to take like a big swing in free agency though, depending on the money situation. I think you've got enough pieces here and I'm counting Patrick Williams in this equation, yeah. young player, could be very good. The key word there is could. Right. You got to pick up his option, restricted free agent. You, you didn't pick up his option. So that's going to be the next thing you figure out is how is he going to finish the year? Is he going to stay healthy? Because he hasn't been healthy yet. Right. If he's not a guy you build around too, that's another position you can look at in yeah. free agency. So I'm, I'm okay playing the long game as long as you're not going to keep this roster together a year from now. Because I really think no matter what happens, I joke about what I'm going to do if they bring up continuity in the press conference. Maybe I'm not joking. I don't know. But if the plan is to, over the summer, make some changes and you stay the course this year, yeah. with the way the market is, I wouldn't hate it. Right. Especially with, with them playing well. Like I said, they get over 500 then you know, and then going on another winning streak and get four or five games over 500, it's going to be hard to kind of look back and say, what if we broke this team up, you know, with the – aspirations of playing well and stuff like that so like i said who, who knows what's going to happen but hopefully you know they do just what's best for the team i'll take a team that gets some play in playoff experience and then yeah. you shake things up and bring in like a big name if you can right over yeah. tearing it down during the season and i say tear it down in terms of you move on from zach move on from tomorrow maybe caruso with the right offer comes around yeah. And you've got to add a, ta- a star talent to a team that just lost more games than it probably should have i value winning yeah yeah, and uh, definitely I value winning also and then getting that experience with these young guys. And also, you know, free agency, you know, summertime, uh, Chicago's a big market. Everyone wants to come there. Uh, so if you have the money and the salary to, to spend, uh, I definitely think you go for those some of those big guns and, and try to get land on one or two superstars and pair those guys with the, with the young guys. 
Yeah, the salary cap situation is going to be interesting because if we, yeah. as we know, as we know very, very well, the Ryan stores are not going into the luxury tax. Right. It's not going to happen. They can yeah. say our tourists can say, "Oh, all options are open." They're not going to the luxury tax, and right. that's if you're going to do business, fine. Like cut your losses. You're not you're not in a championship or bust mode. If they were, then maybe you had the conversation about, okay, should they? They're not in right. a position to go. They don't need to go into the luxury tax right now with the state of this roster. Like don't yeah. swing. You're not going to swing too big. Right. In yeah. free agency. Yeah, yeah, no reason to. No, no, save that money for like years down the road when you can really, you know, be able to afford it. <laughs> Yeah, and I haven't looked at the free agent class. I don't have any names for you yeah. to have right now. Just because, again, we, we're we a week and a half from the deadline. You don't know who's going to be a rental. You don't know who's going right. to be an extension. You don't know who's going to go on to the buyout market out of nowhere. Like, yeah. there's going to be a lot to sort out here in the next week and a half. But I think just the conversation about what's next for this roster, I think we're in agreement here. They don't have a a singular guy. I don't think they have an untouchable guy except maybe Kobe. Kobe, maybe right. Dalen Terry. I like how Dalen Terry is developing. Quit letting them shoot three pointers for now, but I like how he's Ooh. developing. Julian Phillips is a guy that's proven he can get, give you some good minutes too. Uh, I heard Dr- Andre Drummond's getting some great trade interest as well. So, like, yeah, in terms of untouchables, I think Kobe White's the closest thing you have to it. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, no one's untouchable on, the, on this roster. Everyone has a price. Uh, just you know, they got to name that price and, and make it match up. <laughs> and that settles the debate about if they have a centerpiece, a centerpiece is an untouchable. That's how I view it. Yeah. If you don't have I an, mean, untouch- yeah. if you don't have an untouchable, you don't have a centerpiece, but you've got, that's not a bad thing. If you've got enough pieces to supporting cast, you can have yeah, a supporting yeah. cast. If you can bring in a superstar who fits in, guess what? All of a sudden you're talking playoffs. Yeah. I definitely think Kobe White's that, that piece that you can pair with uh, any other superstar, like a wing or a big, um, and just, you know, get the, get the max potential out of them. Between Kobe White and Vooch, you've got two really good pieces that you've got in your starting lineup. Yeah. Like that's that's two high-level guys that score in very different ways. And Kobe's ability to pass now yeah. adds to that. So yeah, you have to figure out two, three, and maybe four, depending on the Patrick Williams decision. But that's right. if you can find a plug and play type of guy, a superstar yeah. talent, an all-star like that. Maybe, maybe but that I guess Zach Levine's kind of that fringe all-star superstar right now. Yeah. If you can find someone closer to the superstar side. Yeah, you're cooking. You're really cooking. Yeah, you got like I said, Chicago's a big market, man. People want to come there. Uh, it's like I, I got like a good coach. To, yeah, you got a good coach. It's next to L.A. and uh, in New York is one of the biggest markets, and uh, you know uh, endorsements. I'm sure will go off the wazoo when you're you, you have a playoff team and you're you're playing well. So I think there's a lot of a lot of pluses for playing in Chicago. Yeah, you don't have Fred Hoiberg and Jim Boylan anymore. You got Billy Donovan. You can sell your coach as this yeah. guy's a back-to-back national champion at the college level. He took those Thunder teams. Yes, they had Russ. I understand the roster was different. He took those Thunder teams to the playoffs when they probably had no business making the playoffs. Right, yeah. He get, Billy Donovan gets a lot of criticism. It's the nature of the business in Chicago. We're relentless. Yeah. We're terrible yeah. as fans. Like, we tough, want success right there. now. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are a tough crowd. That's Chicago fans. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the fact that Bears fans are debating Justin Fields and Caleb Williams, and it's getting personal, deeply right. personal. There's a passion here. You're, right. They're going to find something to complain about. Right. I've been all in on Billy Donovan from day one. I think that's a selling point with free agents. We knew that coming in. It sounds like AK and Eversley have good relationships with players too. That's all part of this process. So we talk about Kobe yeah. White's development. Not a linear thing. It has not gone necessarily to plan. Maybe this Bulls plan is going to just fall into place with the building blocks you've got. Yeah, that's I mean, I wouldn't I be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make a move. Like I said, if they continue to play well. Um 
and uh, keep winning. I, th- I mean, I think they try to build for in free agency and, and just like I say, just try to make a make a better roster for, for roster for Billy Donovan. You just got a sneak peek at what it's going to be on deadline day if they stay put. I just threw my pen. Yeah. No, I did not mean. To, I didn't mean to do that this time. In a week and a half from now, I might mean to do that. Yeah, but... he might sl- crash all the pictures behind him <laughs> and break them. <laughs> oh, I hope not. This is one of my, one of my favorites over here. I'm not breaking right. any. These two, uh-uh, these two are untouchable. I, the the pen is not going anywhere. But right. these are these better stay in these better stay in place, or else I've got some explaining to do. Like, these are these, these are my two of my favorites. I've got. Right. <laughs> and this one just. I mean, what else can I say? I mean, that's kind right. of the World Series. I didn't think I'd ever see that. <laughs> I got more I was going to hang up, but I don't have the room. But maybe maybe that's a good thing that I didn't right. hang up those other ones because <laughs> it's going to be a really interesting discourse here the next yeah. week and a half across the NBA. This is not just a Chicago thing where yeah. we're having these conversations about what are they going to do. The market has not dictated itself yet. We do right. not know what's going to happen anywhere. There's the possibility of a guy like Kyle Lowry maybe hitting the buyout market, but I don't know if that's a strong possibility. You're, that's going to be a game with it's the Bulls. You always play the buyout market. So right. there is plenty, plenty to sort out here as we go right. through the next couple of weeks, both on the court, getting close to 500, please. Off the <laughs> court, who's going to be here in two weeks? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know who's going to be here, who's not going to be here, but I just think, you know, the they keep winning. They got to keep uh, progressing and the young guys keep developing. And part of that is going to be getting healthy because it just came over as we're starting to wrap up here from Casey Johnson. Patrick Williams isn't going to play at Toronto. That's yeah, getting healthy. So right. more it could be more Julian Phillips time. Who who knows? Yeah, more like more opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. There's gonna there's a lot of room for opportunities here. But I mean, you got these young guys that are trying to cement themselves. You got that the Bulls trying to stay firmly in this play-in picture. They are coming up on the. 50 game mark that is crazy to think about and currently 22 and 25 couple games up on the hawks for the nine seed and they're right in the thick of it with orlando and miami as a seven and eight seed orlando fell off a little bit it seems like they were toward the top of the east there but again that's another young scrappy team you you never know that's one of the most exciting teams in the league or at least they will be in time but the bulls look like they're in the play-in picture right now no matter what happens on deadline day now it's just a matter of like i said Two weeks from now, is it going to look different? Is it going to look the same? Please be the former. Right. Who knows? Right. But it, And as a player, too, that's got to be kind of unnerving, too, knowing anything can happen any day. Yeah, a lot of pressure. You don't always want to just continue to play well um, and try to solidify your role on this team or whatever if you happen to move to a new team. So definitely a lot of pressure, but all you can do is focus on uh, control what you can control, and that's playing the game of basketball and, and doing the best you can while out there. Well, we got an interesting five games coming up here that – no pressure. It could just determine what happens on February 8th, but right. no, no pressure at all there. But it's going to be fun. It gives us plenty to think about, plenty of hypotheticals, and plenty to look at and try to look at the big picture if we right. can. And we're going to keep doing that throughout the week. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by betonline.ag. Remember, betonline, you can go there, play off football. You got odds for everything. If, you, if you're a football fan, you want to bet on what the Bears are going to do with the number one pick, feel free. I'm not going <laughs> to. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, Billy Donovan is no longer on the list, at least toward the top, to be the first coach fired. So if you think Billy's going to screw this up, you can feel free to bet on that at Bet Online as well. Also, buy your shirt, Jordan Pippen, at the last dance, shop.believe.com. CJ, I have a feeling the conversations are going to get louder and louder here when we come back here Thursday for Friday's show. But oh, yeah. man, there's so much to figure out, and I don't envy the position the front office is in. 
Yeah, yeah, me neither. Yeah, it's definitely going to get tough, but uh, hopefully, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. We definitely will, and we'll be back here talking about it later in the week. Enjoy the week, everybody. Enjoy rumor season and, <laughs> I guess, silly season part five. Who knows? Right. <laughs> but either way, it's going to get really, really fun here. Yep. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.